That was so good. Man, you guys should record that. Oh, that was so good. Isn't this series fun? Gosh, I just love this. We, this is like our third or fourth time doing this, I think. We've done a variety of different things, but it is so much fun to be able to preach through uh, these fun songs that you all know. That song, as Kristen mentioned, was released in 2005. Hard to believe my youngest son was born that same year, but it's true. He's now a junior in high school. Uh, it's been that long, and it was everywhere at that time. I mean, it was on TV programs like American Idol. It was on radio stations, commercials. It was on the newly found YouTube. That's right. YouTube was discovered in 2005 as well. Almost 20 years later, it's not uncommon to hear that song on a regular basis still. And I wonder, you know, uh, why? You might wonder why. Well, there's nothing really that, ex- you know, extreme about the song itself. It's a pretty straightforward pop song. But the reason for its popularity over the years is its relatability. I mean, who here has never had a bad day, right? We've all had bad days. On a regular basis, we have days that, well, we wish maybe we could just forget. We've had days like he describes in the second verse, and it hits home, I think. It says this, you stand in the line just to hit a new low. You're faking a smile with the coffee to go. Nobody's ever done that, right? You tell me your life's been way offline. You're falling to pieces every time. Like, we've all been there before. We can relate relate to that so easily, easily, whether it's on a small scale or on a large scale, we've all had our share of bad days. And in some cases, those bad days, well, they turn into bad weeks and bad months and even in some cases, bad years. And so the question that I think this artist is asking at some level is, what do we do? What do we do when bad days arrive? How do we restore a sense of equilibrium when our lives go off axis? How do we pick up the pieces from those broken days and weeks, months, or years? I'm glad you asked because the Bible is no stranger to dealing with bad days. In fact, both the Old Testament and the New Testament, the people of God have to navigate some of the toughest days ever seen on earth. So with that in mind, I want you to grab your phone and open up the YouVersion app, and uh, we're going to follow along. You can follow along with everything we're going to cover today on that app, and we're going to start in Psalm chapter 40. It's in the Old Testament, and once again, in the Bible, these people of the Bible, the characters of the Bible, they're not strangers to bad days, right? And the words of the Psalm of Psalm 40 are written by King David, and David is one of the most famous characters in all of the Old Testament. If you've been to church at any level, you've probably heard the name David before. This psalm is written by him. And so maybe you know that story, David, you know, the story of David and Goliath, the, uh, the story of David and Bathsheba, this, the feud between David and King Saul before David becomes king, right? For all of his accomplishments and accolades, he was no stranger to bad days. David had his share of bad days. In fact, you could argue that few characters in all the Bible faced the variety of bad days like David. For instance, uh, prior to becoming king, I mentioned David's feud with King Saul. David is running for his life for years from King Saul. He's hiding in caves. He's dodging his own capture. He's nearly starving to death. 
mean, it's bad day after bad day after bad day. And later in life, David would take some time and he would reflect upon his life, which is where this psalm comes out of. He's reflecting upon the many bad days of his life. We don't know which one in particular, but he's reflecting on the variety of bad circumstances he found himself in. And in Psalm chapter 40, he speaks truth to us about what we can look for, what we can do, how we can handle the bad days that either we're in right now or inevitably will be in at some time down the future. And this is what David writes as he reflects on the bad days that he experienced in his past. Psalm chapter 40, starting at verse 1. He writes, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He's given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Now, I want you to first notice where David's emphasis is in this psalm. Where his emphasis lies when it comes to how he has dealt with and reflected on his bad days. It isn't on his own strength. It isn't on his own competency. It isn't on his own ingenuity to somehow get himself out of a situation. The emphasis is on who? God. He starts by saying, I waited patiently for the Lord. And then he goes on, He lifted me out. He set my feet. He has given me. The emphasis that David provides is on God. For all the trouble that David has been through in his life, for all of the bad days he's faced, David knows there is only one remedy for the bad days he has endured, will endure, and we too will endure. And that's God. There's only one remedy for the bad days that are coming our way, and that is God. And so building on that, David has sort of learned this very specific principle in Psalm chapter 40 that I think we can learn from too. David ultimately is doing something here that we all could do when bad days come. And this is what he's doing. He's saying, when bad days come, zoom out. Just zoom out. When bad days come, zoom out. Now, I'll admit, this is not always my MO. I'm guilty of zooming in when bad days come. And you know what happens when we zoom in on our bad days? The bad days become the focus of our lives. And when the bad days become the focus of our lives, what happens? We just immediately thrust ourselves into a cycle of worry and stress, don't we? We stress about what will happen, and we worry about things that we have little control over. Or it's possible that we do the opposite when we zoom in on our bad days. We play hooky on our problems. We pretend like they don't exist. We just grab some popcorn, and we turn on the TV, and we deep dive in some random show on Netflix, right? And that's how we sometimes deal with our bad days. If nothing else, it's going to help us forget the woes of our lives, you know, at least for a short time. We immediately look for quick fixes to our answers to our bad days, only making them worse in the process. 
This is what happens when we zoom in on the bad day instead of zooming out on what God might be up to. You know, it wasn't that long ago that I found myself in the middle of this process of zooming in. I was in a season of bad days, you might say, and instead of zooming out on them, I was just zoomed in, man. And it got to the point that I just, I was constantly trying to delay the bad days. You ever been in that cycle before? Where you're like, well, maybe if I just, if I stay up a little later, if I just watch another show, maybe, maybe the next bad day won't actually come. Maybe, maybe I can avoid it at least for a time. And it's this temporary salve to an inevitable ending. You know, avoidance was my answer to the bad days that were going on in my life. And I could, if I could just ignore them long enough, I had convinced myself then maybe they'll go away. Maybe I won't have to deal with them. I'm not saying I'm smart about this, okay? I'm just saying it's what I did, and I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in that. But here, here's the truth. They didn't just go away, right? My problems, my bad days were still there in the morning, whether I got a good night's sleep or stayed up watching reruns of The Office. It didn't matter. Nothing was going to stop the bad day from existing. Now, I'm not sure how you deal with bad days when they come. Maybe it's avoidance like me, or maybe it's stress and worry. But either way, when we zoom in on our bad days and make them the focus of our attention, the results can be disastrous. They have been for me. Not only for our spiritual lives, but for our relational our vocational, and our occupational lives as well. So this morning, I, I want to show you a better way. A better way that when the bad days come, that we can deal with them in the way that I think David has learned he'll deal with them. And it's that way that says, when bad days come, zoom out. Zoom out. Instead of focusing on our problems, David actually encourages us to focus on God who meets us in the middle of them. He says, I waited patiently for the Lord, meaning my focus was not on my problems. It was not on my situation. It was not on my circumstance. It was not on my bad day. My focus was on God. He zoomed out, waiting patiently for God to do what God wants to do. And so instead of fixating on all of the days now, you know, that his bad days and try to extinguish them in the quickest way possible, David focuses his attention on the only one who can make sense of and bring any sense of resolution to his problems. You see, this process of zooming out is an opportunity for us in a few different ways. When we zoom out, there's an opportunity for us to address maybe what God is doing in the middle of our problems and our bad days. And the first opportunity is the opportunity to zoom out on our choices. You know, I wish I could tell you that every bad day I've had was someone else's fault. That would be great, right? But they aren't. In fact, as I reflect on like the bad days and weeks and months of my life, the majority of them are kind of self-inflicted. You know, bad days are often the accumulation of one bad choice after another. And when we're finally faced with the fact that we have made a mess of things, God will give us an opportunity to zoom out 
and take inventory. To, to look at how maybe our choices, how maybe our sin has caused a lot of the rifts and ripples in our lives. In Revelation chapter 2, Jesus is addressing the churches in the first century. And it's this vision that John has, and it's a little complicated, but he's addressing specifically in Revelation chapter 2, the church in Ephesus. And he's sort of calling them out on some stuff. He's praising them for their endurance and their faith. But then he also is calling them out, sort of their, their lack of their ability to zoom out and, and evaluate kind of where they are. And so he does it for them. In Revelation 2.5, he says, Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you first did. In other words, Jesus is saying, look, I get it. You're not going to zoom out, so I'll do it for you. I want to zoom out, and I want you to look at what's gone on. Just take a look. See, see where maybe you've gone wrong. See some of the bad choices that you've made that, quite honestly, have consequences, whether you know, we want to admit it or not. And there's grace for all of that. Don't get me wrong, but the reality is we make choices in our life, and we often have to reap the, the consequences of those. And Jesus says, look, I want you to go back to the way you did it at first. So in order for you to do that, you've got to zoom out on your situation and take a deeper look at how you have gotten to where you are. And when you see that, his kindness will lead you to repentance and to a greater trust in who he is. You know, when bad days hit, say, in your finances, maybe the first step is to zoom out on some of your choices. To ask, well, how is my spending right now? Have I been following biblical principles for financial management? Have I been just trying to do it on my own? Have I been giving generously or been trying to hoard money for myself? Like zooming out and looking like, well, maybe some of the choices that I've been making have contributed to some of the bad days that I'm in right now. When bad days hit your relationships, you know, again, zoom out on your choices. In what ways have you caused issues in your relationships? Do you need to apologize? Do you need to repent from another person? When bad days hit in your marriage, again, zoom out on your choices. Have you been placing your spouse above yourself? Have you been serving them well? Or are you just simply looking for marriage to serve your own needs? When bad days hit in your vocation, whether it be at work or at school, again, zoom out on your choices. And are you being placed you know, on probation at work because you haven't been working very hard? Or are you failing the class because you've chosen to you know, ignore the work? You see how this works? When, when bad days come, God invites us to zoom out on this situation. To stop. Don't start by blaming everybody else, but turn to ourselves and go, what choices have I made that may be contributing to this situation? Because often the remedy we're looking for exists right here. Repentance goes a long way in writing the ship of our lives. And you're not familiar with that word. Repentance is just simply means a turning back, right? We get off track as human beings. Temptation or just culture as a way of leading us down paths. We didn't maybe ever intend to, but we get there and we realize, man, I have made a mess of things. 
And God says, in his kindness, come back. Zoom out and look at your choices and how they're affecting your life and come back to me. There's a better way in the footsteps of Jesus. Follow him. That said, not every bad day is self-inflicted. I realize that. Not every bad day is a result of just bad choices on our part. And even if we do have some hand in it, zooming on our choices isn't always what we need to do, which is why David shows us in the psalm that there's other opportunities. Yes, zoom out on your choices, but also zoom out on your history. When bad days hit, zoom out on your history. Now, some of you have longer histories than others, right? And that serves you well, by the way. If you've been a Christian most of your life, it serves you well to have a longer history when bad days come. And I'm going to show you why in a second. Look at what David says in verse 2. He says, He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground, and he steadied me as I walked along. What What is David doing here? On his worst day, David is remembering his history with God. When the bad days came, it was God that answered his cry. It was God who lifted him out of the pit of despair. It was God who set his feet on solid ground. It was God who steadied him as he walked. In both the Old and the New Testament, the writers of the Bible are constantly zooming out on their history. Right? When we zoom in on our bad day, we forget all of the things that God's done in the past, don't we? And David is inviting us, when bad days come, zoom out and remember all that God has done in history, not just in your life, but in the lives of millions of people before you. And I think that David is inviting us to do this because he knows that as humans, we have really short memories when we zoom in on our problems, right? When we zoom in on the problems of life, we don't have the capacity to remember the faithfulness of God. You you can't remember all the ways in which God has brought you through in the past when all you can focus on is this bad thing that's happening in your life. All you can see is the trouble you face. You don't have the capacity to look back on how many times God has brought you through bad day after bad day after bad day. This process of zooming out allows us the opportunity to go to Scripture and to read, to remember the faithfulness of God, to go to a place like Psalm 40 and go, that's right. When I was in the pit of despair two years ago, when everything was falling out apart around me, it was God who steadied me on solid ground. It was God who allowed me to walk again. And I'm going to put my faith in that same God. I'm not going to just zoom in on this problem. I'm going to zoom out and remember the history that I have with my Savior. And if that doesn't change our bad day, there are a few things that maybe will. We have to take some time in the middle of our problems and our suffering and struggles to zoom out and remember who God is. Look, God will allow us to walk through tough times. It's just the reality of this world. And he will walk alongside of us. But the last thing that God wants us to do is to forget what he has done. Because as soon as we forget what he's done, the center of our attention 
becomes only our problems. It becomes only our bad days. And as I mentioned before, it's disastrous. And it leads us down paths we never, ever wanted to go down. Finally, when bad days come, David invites us to a final opportunity, and that is the opportunity to zoom out on your trust. Psalm 40, verse 3 says, He's given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. In other words, I think David is asking us the question, is the song that we are singing with our lives expressing trust in God or in something else? When others see your life being lived out, especially in the middle of bad days, will they follow in your footsteps of putting their trust in God? Or will they see something else that you're putting your trust in and follow that? You know, in our world today, it makes me wonder, what are we trusting with all of the problems? What are we trusting with the bad days that we exist in personally, maybe communally, globally? You know, are, are we trusting the government to deal with our bad days? Are we trusting our own competency and our own intuition to deal with our bad days? Are are we just trusting someone else in our life to deal with our bad days? Are we trusting money to deal with our bad days? What What are you trusting in your life right now? Because when bad days come, what we trust is going to be our only Savior. And most of those things are going to disappoint, if not all of them. Where is our trust? I mean, David is saying, listen, when those bad days come, I want you to zoom out and address where is your trust? Is it in the God of the universe or is it in something that will not last beyond your own life? When bad days come, we're given an opportunity to really zoom out on where our trust lies. And when our trust is only in God, can we make sense of our bad days? When we zoom out and we take an inventory of our choices and we take a look at our history with God and we look at our trust in God, only then can we start to make sense of the bad days that exist before us. I love what Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. He says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Look, what is he saying? Another way of saying is, zoom out on who God is and stop zooming in on how smart you think you are. Right? Like, this is, this is what it means for us to deal with our bad days. Are we zooming in on thinking we're so smart to figure this out? And that somehow God isn't sovereign anymore? Going on, verse 6, seek his will in all you do, and he will show you the path to take. Here's the deal. When you trust in God, your bad days are going to come. They got nothing on you. They do not determine who you are. Yeah, there are circumstances, and yeah, they're hard, and I'm not trying to you know, minimize that, but when our trust is in God, when we trust in God with all of our heart, we know, look, he's going to show us the path to take. It's going to happen. This is a promise of God. And it may not look the way we thought it was going to look, but it's going to happen. You know, I... 
David is a great example from the Old Testament on how to do this. But there's another person in the New Testament, I think, man, if anybody knew about bad days, it was this guy, right? The Apostle Paul knew about bad days. From day one, after his conversion, Paul seemed to face bad day after bad day after bad day for weeks, months, even years. And yet somehow he has this resolve within him. He has this trust within him. He has this ability to zoom out on his situation and understand the history he has with God, who God is, where his trust is, and make sense of it all. Look look at just some of the ways that Paul has endured bad days. In one way, I feel like he's sort of bragging about this, but then I'm like, I don't know if he is, but seriously, we don't know bad days like Paul knows bad days. Look what he says, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Five different times, the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Stop there. Five times, they tied him to a pole, and they whipped him with a whip that has little bones on the ends of it, so that when it hits your skin, it would grab it and rip it loose. Five times. I wouldn't even make it through lash number two. I'd be dead. That'd be it. Right? Five different times he says. He goes, three times, I was beaten with rods. Have you ever been beaten with a rod? No, you have not. Okay? He says, once I was stoned. And no, not that kind of stoned. It's a different kind of stone. Okay? Three times I was shipwrecked. Three times he was shipwrecked. Who's building these ships? That's what I want to know. What is going on? Like, they need to be sued or put on a business, something. My family and I are going on a cruise, and I read this, and I went, hold on a second. (laughs) Three times he was shipwrecked. Still alive to talk about it. Once I spent a whole night and day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I've faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I've faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I've faced danger in the cities and the deserts and on the seas. And I've faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. Dude knows about bad days. I'm pretty sure Daniel Powder wrote that song for Paul, right? (laughs) This is Paul's song. And yet, don't miss this. The same guy who endured three shipwrecks and five lashings and beaten with rod three, rods three times is the same guy who writes Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. You want to read it? He says this. We can, what's the word? Rejoice, Rejoice right? Because God is good and gracious and kind and we love him and he's so good to us. Not what he says. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they will help us, in, uh, help us develop endurance. Verse 4, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Same guy. Same guy. Bad day after bad day after bad day. Problem after problem, suffering after suffering, circumstance after circumstance. Verse 3, we can rejoice when we run into problems and trials. 
Why? How? How could Paul endure so many bad days and still say he rejoices in the middle of them? Well, here's why. Because on his worst days, he zooms out. He sees his choices. He sees his history. And he sees his trust. And he knows where all of them are. He knows the truth of what has happened and what will happen. He knows the love of God and the spirit that lives in him. He isn't focused on what is. He is focused on what will be and what was. He isn't focused on his problems. He's focused on the one who meets him in the midst of them. Look, you may have walked in here this morning carrying the weight of bad day after bad day. And you have tried all of it to somehow extinguish how you're feeling, the stress you're enduring, the worry in your life. Maybe you've looked to others, you've looked to your own competency and ingenuity, you've stressed over them, you've worried about them, you've tried to avoid them. And I believe that God is inviting you right now into an opportunity to zoom out. Because could it be that smack dab in the middle of your bad days is a God who loves you? The same God that David writes about in Psalm 40 who answered his cry and lifted him out of his worst days. Could it be that that same God is here for you this morning? The same God that Paul writes about in Romans 5, the God who loves you and desires to give you his spirit and fill your heart with love. Could it be that that same God is inviting you into a new relationship with him through Jesus Christ so that you could begin to not just endure the bad days, but to rejoice in them? Could it be that he is meeting you here today to place your feet on solid ground, to steady your walk, to give you a new song and a new trust in him alone? I am venturing to guess that's exactly why God brought you here this morning. Some of you are facing hard-to-imagine bad days right now. Some of you are going to be facing hard-to-imagine bad days. And whether you're there right now or whether you'll be there in the future, my prayer is that when it comes, you would remember Psalm chapter 40, that you would take the time to zoom out, to take inventory, to remember your history, to remember where your trust is, to go back to Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5, and to remember that we can rejoice even when we run into problems and trials where we know that it's building endurance in us. That the God who loves us doesn't just waste our bad days, but wants to put them to use so that those who are suffering and hurting in likewise manner can have someone walk alongside them and show them the God who loves them as well. Bad days are inevitable. It's going to happen. I hate saying that because I hate bad days. I just don't like it. None of us really do. But they're going to come. And we can either see them as a hindrance or we can see them as an opportunity. And it's my hope that we will be people who see our bad days as an opportunity. I hope that we will see them as an opportunity to zoom out on our situation 
an opportunity to address maybe some of the poor choices we've made, to, to ask for forgiveness and to repent, an opportunity to reflect on our history and, our, and God's faithfulness, an opportunity to reflect upon where our trust exists right now. Because as Paul says, when we do that, we can rejoice in our bad days, knowing they produce endurance and strength and confidence in our salvation. So this morning, I invite you to zoom out a little bit on your life, to remember the God's faithfulness, not just in your life, but since the beginning of time. Be reminded that it is in his love that he meets you here today, that you are surrounded by him, that whatever you are facing, you are not alone. You can trust that that he will walk with you, that he will steady your feet as you walk along. Maybe for the first time this morning, you need to take a step of faith and place your ultimate trust in Jesus Christ. To say, I've been trying to do this on my own my whole life, and you know what? I'm miserable. And I want to experience the joy that Paul talks about in knowing that there is a God who will walk alongside with me in and through my bad days. The Bible says, it's really simple. When we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouths that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of this world, that he is good to save us, to bring us into a new relationship with him, to set us on the right path, to steady our feet, to come alongside with us, to give us his Holy Spirit, to guide us and move us even through the most treacherous of times. Maybe that's your step today. Maybe you need to take a step of faith this morning and say yes to Jesus for the first time. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. And for all of us, may this be a moment for us to just zoom out a little bit and see how good our God is and all that he is doing. Let's pray. God, we thank you. We're, I just want to thank you first that your, your word doesn't sugarcoat life that it's okay to talk about bad days, that it's real enough to recognize this is, this is going to happen. And yet it is filled with promises that when we face bad days, we're not alone, that there's joy to be had even in the midst of them, that when we zoom out on the bad days that have come or will come, God, that you provide healing, that you provide newness, that you give us greater trust and faith in who you are. So this morning, God, I pray that you would, by your spirit, allow us to zoom out on our lives. And for those people in this room, this morning that you are nudging at their hearts, I pray, God, that they would take a step in your direction. That they would say to you, I believe that you are good, that you saved me by your son, Jesus. I intend to walk in this life with you every day forward, even in my bad days, knowing that you are with me. God, we thank you for your ultimate power, your grace, your kindness, your mercy. May you be with us as we walk through this life, even in the midst of our bad days. In your name we pray. Amen.